Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Tonight, as I said on Sunday, I want to teach you about the power of praying in the Spirit. And I don't want to teach too long because I want to take some time for activation and ministry. So, the power of praying in the Spirit. And just because we have such an amazing media team, even though you don't have an outline, you're going to have everything on the screen. So you, you have notes. They're going to be right up there for you, and you can jot them down. But did you know, did you know that outside of the westernized church, uh, outside of the United States and, and Great Britain, Australia, uh, the majority of global Christians speak in tongues? The debate over this topic and the other gifts of the Holy Spirit seems actually silly to most Christians around the world. The fact that there is even a debate, rather we have the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation today. The fact that there is a debate, rather we should speak in tongues or not, to most Christians around the world, that's just a silly notion. Because most Christians believe that if we see it in the Bible, we can have it. Right? Oh, I, I can tell I'm in an American church tonight because there is, there is, there, unfortunately, the, the, the westernized, modernized church has created all these silly things that just confuse people and take away our power. But I don't know about you, I believe if the early church had it, so should we. I also believe that if it's in the Bible, we should have it. Not just tongues and the gifts of the Spirit, but lots of things that we see in the Bible that we ought to have, right? If, it's, if we see it, especially in the New Testament, we ought to have it. Amen? Amen. So, I, I, I want to just kind of get past this, this, this part. Um, is speaking in other tongues the initial evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit? You better believe it. Tongues, uh, speaking in other tongues, are in every single account of someone being filled with the Holy Spirit in the New Testament... Speaking in other tongues is always the first gift of the Holy Spirit to manifest without exception in the Bible, okay? Not only that, but throughout the history of the church, when people were filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues has always been the initial thing that happens, okay? And so if you've been taught that that's something uh, that is not for today, you've been taught wrong, and maybe you've never even heard of this before, but most of, most of you have probably at least heard uh, of, of speaking in other tongues, and I know that most of us in here actually do it. Um, but if you read through the Bible, if you read through the accounts of the New Testament, anytime people were received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the first thing they did was speak in other tongues, okay? We could say it's usually the first spiritual gift to manifest of the spiritual gifts. In fact, the Apostle Paul boasted, how many of you remember what he said? He said, I speak in tongues more than all of you, or more than any of you, right? And uh, it's, I think it's of utmost importance for us to have a biblical understanding so we can use this gift well, right? So I'm going to give you the summary first, and then I'm going to kind of dive into it a little bit more and expound. Cool? Here's the summary right here, 1 Corinthians 14, 15, and we're actually going to be just in 1 Corinthians 14 tonight. This is the summary of tonight's training, Okay. What, well then, what shall I do? 
I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the Spirit, and I'll also sing in words I understand. Come on, somebody say, it's both. Spirit and understanding. Now understand this, and you'll see it as we read through it. Every time it says pray in the Spirit or, or uh, sing in the Spirit, it's referring to speaking in other tongues or praying in other tongues or actually singing in other tongues as well. So who wants to expound on this? Go in your Bible to 1 Corinthians 14, or of course you could follow along on the screen, but I'd love for you at least to jot it down for you to go back to this later. Let's read verses 1 through 20, and I may pause a little bit here and there, but mostly we're just going to read right through it, okay? Are we ready? Are you sure you're ready? Come on, say there's power in praying in the Spirit. Let love be your highest goal, but, and that's where a lot of people get stopped, right there. They get stuck. Oh, all we need is love. No. That should be our highest goal, right? Because I don't know about you, but that's a pretty high goal, to love like Jesus, right? But... You should also desire the special abilities or gifts the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you'll be talking only to? So speaking in tongues is talking to? God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you'll be speaking by the power of the Spirit. When you speak in tongues, you speak by the power of who? The Spirit. Hmm. And it'll all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens Others encourages them and comforts them. So basically, tongues strengthens me. Prophecy strengthens others. Tongues is for me. Or tongues are for me. Prophecy is for others. Very good. We'll come back to that. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but the one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Come on, say, tongues is for me. Prophecy is for others. I wish you could all speak in tongues. And the, the um, Greek here is, I wish because it's possible because it should be. Right? It's not I wish as, you know, when we say I wish for something that's not going to happen. This is I wish or I desire, okay, for all of you to do this. Okay? A better, a better word would be I desire. Okay? You all could speak in tongues. But even more, I wish or desire you could all prophesy, which also, by the way, you can, okay? That's the language. I, I wish is I desire because you can, okay? For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues unless someone interprets what you're saying so that the whole church will be strengthened, right? So if there's speaking in tongues with interpretation, that's the same thing as prophecy, all right? Dear brothers and sisters, if, you should, if I should come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would that help you? Yes? I speak Spanish. Matt does not. If I came and just spoke, rattle everything off in Spanish, would that help him? No. How would that help you? But if I bring you a revelation or some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will be helpful. Come on, say Helpful. Even lifeless instruments like the flute or the harp must play the notes clearly or no one will recognize the melody. And if the bugler doesn't sound a clear call, how will the soldiers know they're being called to battle? It's the same for you. 
If you speak to people in words they don't understand, how will they know what you're saying? And the answer is, they won't. You might as well be talking into empty space. There are many different languages in the world, and every language has a meaning, but if I don't understand the language, I'll be a foreigner to someone who speaks it. And the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. It's the same. The same is true for you. Since you're so eager to have the special abilities the Spirit gives, seek those that will strengthen the whole church. So anyone who speaks in tongues should pray for also for the ability to interpret what is being said. Now we get to something very important to understand. Okay? For if I notice up until now, he says, speak in tongues, speak in tongues, speak in tongues, speak in tongues. The next verse says, for if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying. What's praying? But I don't understand what I'm saying. Okay, so now we're not talking about others. We're just talking about ourselves. When I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but even I don't know what I'm saying. Okay? This is, there's, there's a difference between speaking in tongues and praying in tongues. We're going to come back to that, okay? Because speaking in tongues to other people, if they don't understand, is useless without an interpreter. But praying in tongues is useful even though I don't understand what I'm praying, okay? Let me read that scripture again. If I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying. But I don't understand what I'm saying. Well then, here comes the summary. What shall I do? I'll pray in the spirit and I'll also pray in words I understand. I'll sing in the spirit and I'll also sing in words I understand. For if you praise God only in the Spirit, how will those who don't understand you praise God along with you? If we only praise God in tongues, how could we sing together? Right? We can't. How can they join you in giving thanks when they don't understand what you're saying? I love the next verse, the, ne the next phrase. You will be giving thanks very well. In other words, when we when we speak in tongues, when we pray in tongues, and when we sing in other tongues, it's very well. Come on, say, it's very well. Tell your neighbor, it's very well. Because some people think if there's, you know, if nobody else understands, it's useless. No, it's very well. Because God understands. And your spirit, even though you're understanding, doesn't understand. It's coming out of your spirit by the Holy Spirit, okay? So when we, when we, when we, we will be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. Come on, let's read verse 18 together. I want you to turn to somebody and say, I thank God. I speak in tongues more than any of you. <laughs> but in a church meeting, I'd rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. I'll explain that in just a minute. That doesn't mean we don't speak in tongues at church, okay? Dear brothers and sisters, don't be childish. Here's the important. Don't be childish in your understanding of these things. That's why there's some, this stupid, silly debate in the westernized church about this, because people are so childish. Not childlike, not childlike, but childish, okay? Don't be childish about this. Be innocent as babies when it comes to evil, but be mature in understanding matters of this kind. Come on, listen, we ought to understand this stuff. We ought to be mature and not childish about things like that, this, okay? Now, there's a lot there, and I'm going to try to package it in the next eight minutes in a way that's going to help us. Cool? I want you to say this with me. Tongues 
strengthen me. Prophecy strengthens others. Come on, say it one more time. Tongues strengthens me. And turn to somebody and say, prophecy strengthens you. <laughs> Let me tell you why 1 Corinthians 11, 12, 13, and 14 were written. Okay, specifically, this was written to the Corinthians. You want to know why? Well, first of all, Paul addresses this because, get this, they all spoke in tongues. He addresses this to the Corinthians. He praises them in another verse about them having all the spiritual gifts, okay? The Corinthians were known for being the, they would be today's most charismatic church, right? Okay? He addresses this to the Corinthians because they all spoke in tongues. It was ubiquitous in the church. So if it was ubiquitous in the church then, ought it be ubiquitous in the church now? Shouldn't it be everywhere? Shouldn't everybody do it? If the first church did it, shouldn't we do it? Okay. The problem, well, and, and let me say what I said in the beginning. Most places it is. Listen, go to Asia, go to Latin America, go to Africa. They wouldn't even know we had a debate about speaking in tongues. It's just normal. It's just normal Christianity for, in most parts of the world, okay? So it, it's important to know that. Did you know that Christianity is not American? It's not British and it's not Australian. Thank God we have... We, right? Or nor. But, we, but Christianity, you, you, we have to take a look at the church worldwide to get a clear picture. Okay? Do you know where more Christians live in, than anywhere else in the whole wide world? China. That's right. Okay? Just in case you didn't know that. There is uh, pretty much all churches around the world, with the exception of westernized churches, are all Pentecostal. Even though they're called Baptist, Methodist, and everything else. There's even millions of Pentecostal, charismatic, spirit-filled Catholics around the world. Okay? Christians around the world are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's just the norm. Okay? And the reason Paul addresses this in the Corinthians is because it was the norm. Everybody spoke in tongues. But they didn't. The Corinthians had this thing going on where they were talking to each other in tongues. Why do you think he's even saying stuff like this? Because they were doing it. They were, they were so loving their spiritual gift that they were misusing it, okay? And so instead of speaking and praying in tongues the correct way, they literally were going, you know, they were coming together and they were just to each other. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Yeah. Nanda. Okay, all right. Does that help anybody? No, but they were doing that. <laughs> so the point, the reason Paul, the reason Paul addressed this to the Corinthians is because they did operate in the gift of tongues, but it didn't seem like they were operating all that much in the other gifts that would build people up, like prophecy, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and, uh, and the other gifts of the Spirit. Okay? So he was telling them it's important to seek the gifts not only that are for yourself, but the gifts that are for others, right? That are going to build up other people. So, the Corinthians needed to learn to use this gift properly, and so do we. Yes? Let me tell you the difference between speaking in tongues and praying in tongues. And I love that the scripture actually 
says it this way, okay? We speak to others. We pray to God. We speak to others. We pray to God. That's why he says it's useless and pointless and not of any good for us to speak to one another in other tongues. Now, I know that that ne isn't necessarily a problem here, but I want you to understand why he even addressed this. He, Paul is not writing to the Corinthians to consider if speaking in tongues is valid or not. He's writing to them because they all did it, but they were speaking to each other. And it became weird. Okay? And it became... It just became, you know, like some people say, you know, when some are charismatic and some are charismaniacs, right? And the, the, the Corinthian church were kind of charismaniacs, and Paul was discipling them on how they should use the gifts and that they should not just focus on having that one gift that strengthened them, but the other gifts like prophecy, wisdom, knowledge that also strengthen and build up others, okay? If you go and you read through 1 Corinthians 11, 12, 13, 14, you're going to read about tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, wisdom, knowledge, healing, miracles, faith, discernment of spirits. Did I get all nine? I think, okay, There's, there are nine of them, okay, that are the gifts of the Spirit that, that are for the, the building up of the church. So, why is it important if we are, why is it important to understand this? Because people misuse this gift and people don't use this gift. Some never use it because they say, I can't speak in tongues if I don't have an interpreter. You read it wrong, you need to learn history, okay? That's not what that's about at all. Others only speak in tongues, but never seek God for the interpretation or prophecy or wisdom or knowledge so that they can give words to other people to build them up. And so the spiritual gifts become only about me and my experience and whoo, the Holy Spirit, right? So the difference, okay, speaking in other tongues refers to giving a word to others in another tongue for which there needs to be a an interpreter, right? For it to be useful, for it to help anyone. But praying in other tongues, like Paul talks about here, is my spirit praying to God. And actually we learn that who actually is the one who gives us the utterance? The Holy Spirit who's now on the inside of us, right? When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us this thing we call, you know, it, in, in modern terms, we say it's our prayer language, right? It's our supernatural or heavenly prayer language. It's a language given by the Spirit. It's our Spirit praying by the Holy Spirit to God, right? So, I want to tell you this. You need to pray in tongues every day. We need to pray in tongues every day. Why? Three reasons. Ready? Three reasons you should pray in tongues every day. Praying in the Spirit results in strength. 
It says, we just read it, a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. Okay? This is talking about the personal side of it. But one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. If, if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. Okay? When I pray in the spirit, when I pray in other tongues, the result is strength, spiritual vitality. Okay? God wants us to be strong in the spirit, not weak in the spirit. God wants us to be to live tapped into his presence and his anointing. When we pray in other tongues, it strengthens our spirit. If, if that's all it said right there, that's enough for me to know I ought to pray in tongues every day. Because it strengthens me personally. Who needs to be strengthened personally? I need personal strength every day. So I make it a point. I make it a point. I make it a habit to pray in tongues every day so that I can be strong in my spirit. Okay? Second reason you should pray in the Spirit every day is this. Praying in the Spirit results in pure prayers and praise. How is that? Because when I'm praying in the Spirit, who's actually the one who's giving me the words? I tend to think he knows how to pray right. Praying in the Holy Spirit doesn't involve our corrupted mind. It comes straight through our spirit by the Holy Spirit. So we can trust. Many times I opt for praying in tongues rather than praying with my understanding or I pray with my understanding. Like he said, I pray with my understanding and I also pray in the spirit, right? Because I know that when I pray with my understanding, my prayers, you know, hopefully they're good. Especially if I'm praying and using the Word of God, I know my prayers are good. But when I'm praying in the Holy Spirit, when I'm praying in other tongues, I know that the Spirit is praying through me. I know that those are good prayers. Okay? Praying in the Spirit results in pure prayers and praise. I know that we sing beautiful, wonderful songs, right? But I know when I sing in tongues, when I sing in the Spirit, I know that that is perfected praise because it's coming from my spirit by the holy spirit back to god right you want to not only pray in tongues every day i encourage you start singing in other tongues say i don't sing well that's okay just put a melody to your praying in tongues and worship god in other tongues by the spirit and finally this one is so so important praying in the spirit results in rest oh this is so so powerful when we pray in the Spirit, it actually causes us to rest. Because instead of us laboring in prayer, the Spirit is laboring through us. And I have found myself weary and burdened in prayer. Have you ever found yourself weary and burdened? You're just tired or even you don't know how to pray and that's, that's tiresome. That's wearisome. That's burdensome, right? When you don't know how to pray, when you're struggling to, to get the right words to pray... When you pray in the Spirit, you can, you can rest and trust that the Spirit is doing the labor through you. Praying in the Spirit results in strength. Praying in the Spirit strengthens us. Praying in the Spirit results in pure prayer 
and praise because we know He prays through us better than we can pray in our own understanding. And praying in the Spirit results in rest. We don't labor, the Spirit labors. I want to challenge you tonight, and we're going to go into a time. Our activation tonight is going to be a little different. I don't have a discussion for you. We're just going to kind of see how this, how this flows. But I want to challenge you with this. Ready? Make a habit of praying in the Spirit every single day. Do not only pray in tongues when you feel the Holy Ghost. Okay? Sometimes you won't feel the Holy Ghost until you pray in tongues. <laughs> Most of the time for me. <laughs> when I tap into Him, only inside of me by praying in the Spirit is when I begin to feel the, ur- the surge of the presence, the anointing of the Spirit on the inside of me. Okay? Make it a habit. I typically try to do it first thing in the morning. A lot of the times before I even open my eyes, I'll still be lying in bed. In the fr- before I do anything else, I'll start praying in the Holy Spirit. Okay? Uh, 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 a lot of times as I drive, I make it, you know what? I have five extra minutes. I'm going to pray in the Holy Spirit. In the shower, okay? I'm by myself. I'm going to pray in the Holy Spirit, right? Find a time. I would even challenge you, if this is new to you, take five minutes a day. Make it a part of your devotional time. Listen, if you've never prayed in the Holy Spirit and this is new to you, take one minute of your prayer time and pray in tongues and watch what happens. But do it every day. Make it a point to pray in the Spirit. I remember back in the day when teenagers, they would, they, we would um, in, in the youth group I was uh, discipling, some of them, actually Liz would do this. They made uh, like little reminders, I think put it on the mirror, don't forget to pray in tongues today, like, Put, I don't know, put a reminder on your phone, like an alarm, pray in tongues, right? Whatever, but make it a habit, make it a point of your daily routine to pray in the Spirit, okay? Now, here we, here's what's important. If you haven't yet received your prayer language, this is the challenge. Pursue it till you get it. Don't ask and be like, well, I didn't get it. No, pursue it till you get it. If you continue to read those chapters in Corinthians, it says we must pursue the spiritual gifts. And the reason you pursue something, to re- pursue means to chase. The reason we chase things is because we want to catch them, right? So, they used to call it catching the Holy Ghost. That's uh, silly, but, you know... If you haven't yet received the fullness of the Spirit, if you haven't received your prayer language, I want to tell you, ask for it, pursue it until you receive it. Yes? We're going to pray for that tonight. Now, for those of you who are using this gift, here's the challenge. For those of you who pray in tongues every day, here's the challenge. Ask the Holy Spirit to add interpretation, prophecy, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, etc., etc., so that from that gift of praying in other tongues will also flow the gifts that strengthen others. Take the gifts from just for you, that one gift, literally, of the nine. Isn't it crazy? This is how, this is how God is, right? He, 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 wants to, he wants us to understand something. This whole Christianity thing is not just about us. Of the nine spiritual gifts, eight are for others, <laughs> and one is for us. Okay? 
So get that one for you and activate it and use it on a daily basis so you can be strengthened, so you can be in touch with the anointing, so you can be at rest in your prayers. But also ask the Holy Spirit to add the word of interpretation, prophecy, knowledge, wisdom, healings, miracles, supernatural faith, discernment, so that your gift can build up other people than yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through His Word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.